example is I am that I am and why say amen <laughs> or amen. Okay, revealed from the their Hebrew letters, the Hebrew letters of these words. Okay, so some of you may not know who is the I am that I am today. As we go through, you will begin to see who is I am that I am, or rather, who is the God that we worship this morning and all the days of our life? Who is the one who saved us? All right. <clears throat> okay, let's go in. And why say amen? Huh? <laughs> it's all linked together. Very interesting. God and amen. Okay, let's look at where this phrase I am that I am first appeared. Okay. <clears throat> In Exodus 3, 13 and 14. Okay, so some of you know a little bit about the Bible, right? Moses as God's servant, and God wants to God use Moses as to raise him up as a leader to take and deliver the children of Israel from Egypt. So that time, uh, first God humbled him 40 years. <laughs> he rose, he, he grew up as a uh, in the court of Pharaoh, the Egyptian. And therefore, he had all the mind of the Egyptian. Egyptian Egypt always represents the world, world thinking, right? And although he was a Jew by birth, he grew up in the courts of Pharaoh. So he wanted to, he know who his God is, but he had the wrong mindset <laughs> of the world. And God had to take out all this, all his wrong belief system and everything that is from Egypt before God can use him to deliver the children of Israel. So he was uh, cutting that story short for a while. He got, took him to the, he had to run to the wilderness and there for 40 years, he, instead of the Pharaoh's son, he now became a shepherd. All right, and there God spoke to him, humbled him until the point 40 years later, God said, okay, it's time now for you to go and deliver and bring my children out of bondage, all right, from the Egyptian. So this is an incident where God appeared to him in a burning bush. He went to the desert and there was a bush that was on fire, but the, the bush was not burned. And there God appeared, you know, to him, to uh, Moses. And said, Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers have sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Okay, so this part, God has already spoken to Moses in a, loud, in a voice from the burning bush and told him, I want you to go. And then he asked God, all right, what do I say to them? Because he's to at this point, he's a very humble man already. <laughs> okay, he, 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 he knows that, you know, in him, there's nothing. But his God is the one who is powerful. So he said, what shall I say to him? He's no more confidence in himself. But his confidence now, he rely on God. And God said unto Moses, because he asked God, what is the name? Right? If your boss sends you somewhere, <laughs> you will have to, when you go somewhere to do something, on a mission, right? And the people who don't know who you are, they want to know who sent you, right? So Moses said, what shall, what shall I say? 
you know, who is the one who sent me? And God said to Moses, see, God is very much alive. <laughs> he can talk, eh? remember? Every time you see the Bible, God said, remember, he can talk to you also. All right, the Bible is the living word. Okay, don't read it as a storybook to go to sleep. Huh? <laughs> okay, God will speak to us through his word. Okay, so God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Ah, what a strange name that God identified himself. Normally, you say, who, who, who sent you will give a name, right? And God said, I am that I am. Okay, so today, so in English, remember the Bible is written, Old Testament in Hebrew and New Testament in another language called Greek, all right? But for us, what we are reading now is all the translations, Chinese translation, English translation. So the English have translated what originally God said in Hebrew, okay, to Moses into I am that I am. Okay, so we are going to look into the Hebrew alphabets and the Hebrew language to understand and have more revelation of who our God is. All right, because that is the language that is so rich. It's God's language. All right, and today it has never left this earth, still there after how many, 2,000 years, right? And there will be inside revelations for us to really see who and understand who your God is, Rachel, super powerful God. Many times we put God as, you know, anything that is, can, can do some magic, can do some power, got some power that's a God. <laughs> Man worship anything that has got power, right? But today, God reveal, will reveal to us from his word, from the Hebrew letters, the original, right? Who our God is, the one and only God, all right? Let's look. Okay, we continue a bit first. Moreover, God said to Moses, this you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God. So just now you heard his name is I am that I am. Now he said, say to the children of Israel, the Lord God. Okay, that is a translation to English. We're going to go into it. All right, we have some, for some of us who have been enjoying the Hebrew letters. All right. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. It's wonderful when you have you are Abraham or you are Jacob or, you are, or Isaac and you have a God behind you. <laughs> it's like you have someone backing you, good or not. You know, all the gangsters, <laughs> how do they identify themselves and make people scared of them? They just name their taiko, <laughs> correct? You must have a taiko if you are a gangster. Right, if you don't have a taiko, you are nobody, right? And depends how big your taiko is, how great your taiko is. Okay, same. All right, and the spiritual we are God's children is like our taiko. Who is he? Is he the greatest of all the taikos? We shall see today. All right, this is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. So you just say, I am that I am is my name, the God of. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, let's look into the Hebrew letters now. I am that I am. In the Hebrew letter or alphabets, it is hey, yud, hey. Okay, I am that I am. It is. It means I exist. All right, haya. 
I exist, that is, or I, I can be or become. I come to pass. All right, I am, that's who I am. I exist. All right, so when we look then after that, you saw the second part of the verse where God said to uh, Moses, the Lord God. All right, now he says, I am that I am. That means I exist. Then see the, the other one that we are used to, the Lord, which is Yud, hey, uh, in Hebrew, you read from right to left. So it's Yud, hey, ba, hey. So you see there, the two hey's there, okay? And then there's a, a Yud, but when they come to say the Lord, you add that is above inside the hey, you hey. All right. So what does this mean? These letters mean, okay, in Hebrew, God, universe, true word. That's what we understand from the translation in Genesis, right? In the beginning was God, and then God spoke and he created the heavens and the earth and he spoke. That means with words, right? What do you all speak with? words, right? But he spoke, not English, not Chinese, <laughs> not Korean, okay? He spoke Hebrew, all right? And in the Hebrew letters are very different. Some of you have already been teaching you all a bit, okay? It's, uh, but I'm not a Hebrew scholar, right? So he, Hebrew letter is not just like A, no meaning, or other language may have a little bit of meaning. Chinese has a little bit of that, okay? But Hebrew language is so rich that in one letter, there are different meanings, okay? So you can get a meaning from the, the, the shape of the letter. You can get a meaning, there's a meaning in the word itself, okay? So that particular letter can be made of a few Hebrew letters with different meanings, right? It can also have a number, all right? So we, if the number is not for us to find by four digit, <laughs> okay? But there's meaning, all right? This is how our God is. He is a creator. That's why we cannot fully comprehend or understand everything. But that's how he created this world with, a, he, with the letters. And some of you have been uh, hearing when he said, let there be light. Okay. It's Yashior, which is the letters there that created. So the, so the youth there, the first letter, okay, yeah basically four letters here, four alphabets, all right? So the Yud here, starting the name of God, the Lord, or Jehovah. So remember, generally it means I exist. But what each letter represents? Okay, so we haven't come to uh, the letter Yud there. The number, Gamatria, is number 10, all right? But the Yud represents the hand, the, the hand of God. Also, it represents the, the fiery hand and it sages say that it is like the little that makes a lot. For the Hebrew alphabets, the yud is the smallest letter, probably about 25% size of the other letters. It is like when they write something, just put a point there. It means point, all right? Point to something else. And also it has a lot of uh, power. In the signs that we are living in this world, right? It is like the, the scientists discover this whole world is made out of many, many atoms, right? Okay. And God is infinite. God is our creator, is infinite. So imagine this God has to 
contract uh, everything into one letter, which is the U. All right, the small that becomes that can can uh, hold a lot. The small that the little that holds a lot. All right, and in Colossians we we hear that Jesus is the one who holds everything together in this universe: the sun, the moon, the galaxies. Right, no, none of them bang into each other. So the God compress or contract his infinite power into one small word. And when the time comes, he releases that word out, the youth, and manifest creation comes up, light comes up, right? So this is our God, how powerful. One uh, scholar said that it's like this whole earth, this whole universe was created with many youths. Okay, so this is the hand of God, the power of God. It, it uh, resembles creation. Hey, all right, this is the, the letters that make up God. Hey, we know, means also, now everyone say, right, it's the spirit of God. It's the breath. When God breathed into Adam, he was just made out of clay from this earth. But when did he become a living soul? When God breathed his breath, it is light and easy. It's not heavy. All right. And God does things very quietly. Right. But what his spirit comes in, you become alive. Okay. You become alive. God's breath. That is, the Bible says God is spirit. That's why there are two realms in this world the natural realm that you can feel and touch, you can see each other, the chair, the curtain, the table the laptop, right? Then there is the spiritual realm that our five senses, the physical, metaphysical world cannot see. But initially, when God created Adam, Adam can see. Adam can fellowship, right? You sang the song just now, Emmanuel. Because of God's reason, or main reason for creating man, he wants to fellowship with man. He wants to <laughs> a fellowship with man, right? That's why he will come down and he provided everything, all the sustenance, everything for the created, the fruits, the trees and everything for Adam. And then he just said, be fruitful, multiply and tend the garden. That was all Adam was supposed to do, not sweat and toil, right? God was to provide, just take care, speak to the plants, speak, name the animals. But sin, he, he decided instead of depending on God for his life, for his sustenance, he decided to eat the tree that God said don't eat, the fruit or knowledge of good and evil. He wanted to have the knowledge himself. That means depend on himself rather than depend on God. Okay, so that's where sin came in. He disobeyed and whole human, humankind, mankind, Right, came into what we call darkness, which is have no more revelation of God, cannot see God anymore. The spirit died. All right, so man can only communicate and see the people, the things around. They were like lost for eternity. But God is so good, right? He is just God, his judge, but at the same time, his love. So he cannot just, okay, lah, never mind. Otherwise, you will never respect a God like that, right? You go to a court, the judge just say, never mind. Because this one who committed the sin is my son. <laughs> will, will anyone ever go to this judge again? Yeah, he'll probably lose his job also, right? God is our 
the judge of this whole universe. Because one day, there's going to be the great white throne judgment. When Jesus comes, the, the 7,000 years over, 6,000 years over, God will stand as judge again, right? To judge. It's not the sin. Sin has already been judged on the cross, right? When Jesus took our sin, what he's judging is anyone who refused to believe Jesus. That's all. He did for us already. Our part is just to believe, receive, and we get the gift of eternal life. So God's justice demands that sin be punished, but he doesn't want to punish you, Lee. He doesn't want to punish you, Ruth. It's so beautiful. <laughs> but the sin inside has to be punished. So it was punished on Jesus Christ. Yeah? He took that sin. So that in the law today, you have what you call the law of double jeopardy. The rule of double jeopardy. Do you all understand a bit? It means that a crime that has been, someone already paid the price or punished cannot be tried again. You cannot try again and punish again. So because Jesus was tried on the cross, God don't try us anymore. God don't punish anymore. This is so beautiful, right? That's why we receive what we call undeserved favor, the grace of God. So this breath, right, is the one that breathed into you and you have life, what we call life today. And you also, hey, is like a window. In the pictorial uh, understanding, hey, is a picture of a window. Window of what? Window is where you see, right? You like to make your house got windows, right? Sunlight can come in as well as you can see out. So remember, there are two realms in this world, the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So the spirit, so when this window, when this hay comes in, your, the spirit of God comes in, your spiritual eyes, Okay, we are all spirit beings. Begin to open and be able to see into the spiritual realm. That's why you all can believe Jesus and know he is real. And other people can look at you and say, I cannot see Jesus. Or, I cannot see God. Or. The sea is their physical eyes. But your spirit, all right, have been born again, have, have received the life of God, the breath of God. Now you got a window <laughs> inside your spiritual eyes open the window open and now you can see god in the spirit right and you know he is real because the holy spirit witness with our spirit that god right is god is real he exists from what we say here that's why his first name is i am that i am that means i exist i exist where as a spirit in the realm the real realm is a spiritual realm because this world will be wrapped up Okay, eventually when Jesus comes again, there will be new earth and new heavens that God will create again. Okay, but until that time, which is very near because we are finishing the 6,000 years, and we all, the Bible, clear prophecy, that's the last prophecy to be fulfilled. Jesus, the prophecy of Jesus' first birth already happened. He already came. You remember prophecy uh, brought out once. For us, we read the Bible today, we say, oh, okay, uh, you know, yeah, Jesus come already, you know, born. But for during the Old Testament, when, the, when every prophecy uh, or prophet was given the prophecy to prophesy about Jesus coming, he hasn't come yet. <laughs> coming as a baby. He hasn't come. Put yourself back in those shoes. He hasn't come yet. All right? But years later, he came. So that was the fulfillment of the prophecy, even in the very Garden of Eden, when God said, his seed, the woman's seed, right, will bruise the head of the serpent. So all was prophesied. And prophesied means speaking something of the future that's going to happen. So it already happened. And 
all the things, Israel becoming back a nation also happened 1948-1967. And then the last one, which will be the second coming of Jesus Christ, he will come in physical form from the spiritual world, manifest, all eyes will see him, the Bible says. And just before that second coming, which is mainly for the children of Israel first, we have what we call the rapture, right? Where the church of Jesus, the church is not the building, okay? <laughs> so remember I said, it's not today. Christians have a wrong understanding of church, right? We go to church. Every day is go to church only and then go back home. Ah, so you all know what to say. Yeah, I teach, I've said many times today. You are the church, right? The Bible says you, you, every one of you who have Jesus living inside you, you who have you living inside us. You are the church. The church is the, it's actually in the Greek, it means the called out ones. You have been called out from this world, the world of darkness, called out and separated, sanctified and made holy. So that's why you are for the church, the body of Christ. And the church, if you want to say, supposed to go where? What did Jesus say? Go into the world. Yes, not go to church. <laughs> you are the church. The church, the body of Christ, the called out ones, called out saints, all right, are to go into the world and preach the gospel, share the good news of who God is and who Jesus is for the lost to be able to come back and have the hay inside them, God's breath inside them, and have the windows of their spirit man open to see that God exists. The creator of this world exists. He is still on the throne. He hasn't been dethroned. Only the devil is the one thrown out. <laughs> okay? So God is still on the throne. He's still reigning and still ruling. And one day, Jesus Christ coming very soon to sit on the throne on this earth. And all eyes will see. And the Jews especially the Jews, will recognize this is the Messiah. This is the one we rejected, but God so loved them, you know, that God gave this another time for them to come back to him. They are his special people, and they have the covenant and the promises. That's why just now we read the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they are the smartest people on earth. They have all the blessings and the blessings of Abraham because of by promise, by covenant. But we are the formerly Gentiles. Today become the church. Without covenant, without promise, we were nobodies. But it was the grace of God that through Jesus Christ, now we can also be God's children. So the hay, there are two hays inside here. See how hay is very important. Okay, the breath of God, as well as the window today, with the hay, with God's spirit inside us, we born again. We can see the spiritual realm. We read the Bible, we can understand. It's like God talking to us. You can get into visions and dreams. All right. How? Because of hey inside you. All right. God, Jesus. And then there is the vow. Okay. So the vow that we have uh, learned, I think last week on Saturday, which is the sixth letter of the uh, Hebrew, the letter Gamatria, the Hebrew Gamatria, which represent number six is man. It also means connecting, right? A lot of uh, meaning of connecting and becoming. It means connecting and transformation. Okay, before that, just remind the hey, it's also the song of the hey is joy and laughter because you don't say hey, not the one outside there, right? Hey, but each time you say hey, you smile, right? <laughs> God is no more, uh, it's wrongly uh, depicted by the devil as 
very fear sitting on the throne waiting to knock you out <laughs> and punish you each time you sin. I shared earlier, right? Punishment of sin already done. is put on Jesus Christ. Okay? So no, no more double punishment. That's why we are free today from punishment of sin because Jesus took that punishment on our behalf. All right? So God is not unfair. But then you have the, the joy, all right, laughter. God is sitting on his throne, enjoying his people worship him, laughing. Change your vision as the window open, all right? God, our, the window of spirit man, God is not angry with us. God is happy, right? Abigail is God's re rejoicing daughter, right? God rejoices over you. That's what Abigail means, right? The beloved. And one day, a prophecy in, uh, I think it's uh, Isaiah or one of the prophets there said that when the, the, the millennium comes in, all right, which is the last 1,000 years reign of peace after Jesus come, there will be children who are laughing on the streets. I think it's Zechariah uh, 3.8. Laughing on the streets. Today, you cannot have children on the street, right? They can be kidnapped, they will be <laughs> murdered and all that. But time when all restoration takes place, according to the Bible, when Jesus come again, right, and... Uh, that is the time you want to be here also, okay? So the joy, the laughter, that's why in the anointing, right, in the ministering uh, lately, although it's already been there for many, many years, but most of you are now receiving the joy, the laughter in the anointing, right? To rejoice, rejoice, joy of the Lord is your strength. No more miserable. How can you be miserable? when we have such a wonderful God watching over you. You want to employ bodyguard to protect you? <laughs> you have to pay a lot. Okay? But our God is our bodyguard. Remember the number 16? Okay, that's so many things inside the Hebrew alphabets. All right, that's in the letter. Okay, so the Vav speaks of uh, connection, the nail. All right, the nail pack. You want to put something to the wall, you have a nail, a hook. Okay, so it's... What does it represent? Jesus being nailed on the cross. Okay, and then our old self also nailed with him. We died with him, we buried with him, and we raised with him. All right, so that's why our punishment is over. Jesus took it. We were nailed with him. When God's wrath was for our sin, was put upon Jesus. So the nail, all right, or the bar, right, is the one that connects God to us. And God wonderfully wants to connect with us, right? Through Jesus Christ be nailed to the cross. Our sins also nailed there, right? In, uh, uh, the, in the New Testament, Paul says in Colossians, right? All your sins have been nailed to the cross. <laughs> mm, can you visualize that? <laughs> so that's why we have a new covenant where God don't remind us of our sin. Uh, in exchange for that, Christ's right standing has been given to us. We can stand before God holy and righteous. He made us. Religion is we try to be holy. Christianity in Jesus Christ is he made us holy by the hay breathing into us because hay is holiness. Hay is God's spirit. So when you have, when you receive Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. God breathe his breath into you. Each one of us feel your heart. There is a pumping. There is a breathing. There is a Shaddai there. Right? That shows that you're alive. And that is God's breath inside you. All right. So today, that's where you get transformed. I was lost. And now I was found. 
So I've been teaching you all about let there be light. In the English, this is a revision a little bit. Eh? In the English, we have to say, let there be light. That is in the creation, Genesis 1. Then, we, there is no light yet, right? Let there be light, there's no light. Then we have to add in a sentence, and there was light. The let there be was changed to and was, and there was. And is the connecting, the vowel. But in the Hebrew, it just means yeshipo, which is they just put God, just put in a vowel inside, a vowel. Immediately, it's already connected. Immediately, when God said, let there be light, poof, there was light. You don't need another sentence. See, so that's why when Jesus is in us, all right, he is the connection bringing the supernatural realm. What is in heaven? A lot of things. Everything that is supernatural. Nothing here can bring that. The only thing can bring from earth to heaven is? Souls. Ah, you all know already. Souls, okay? You have a million dollars. Sorry. <laughs> when time is up, you cannot bring your million dollars up there. Okay? God has much more. And all these the things here are perishable. The things that are up there are not. All right? And the only thing that man, each one of us can bring up there is souls. So go and witness. Save souls. <laughs> because when you go up to heaven, that's all you can see. The work that you have done is bringing someone to Jesus Christ. And that is your, the reward that you will get from. So don't think of, you know, oh, when you go up there, Lord, what about my one million? <laughs> and then God will say, you want to go back there? <laughs> oh, you want to go back? You can go back. No, right? God loves us so much. He has already installed for us. The, he said, I prepared already the mansions in heaven for you. All right, will we? Born again when we serve him. Right? Oh, today, the time of God's rapture is so near. No time to accumulate the wealth here. You know, God will supply everything that we need. Just now you heard uh, Rebecca sharing, right? Tithing and offering is God's way right, of blessing us, blessing his people. Remember the Jews. They are the richest people on earth, plus with the intelligence and the brightness. Okay? God, and then the, the people, the Christians, are now go to the Jews to learn. <laughs> when actually all the principles of God, all the ways of God are in the Bible. We miss out when we don't realize who our God is. All right? And the word of God. So, why what, did I say all that? Okay. So, don't, don't bother about the things. The physical realm is just temporary. Every man has an appointed time. There's no one who can escape that. Not even Michael Jackson, right? <laughs> For those of us who are older, we know how he tried to escape that, but cannot. Okay, it's appointed in Hebrews. It's appointed unto man once to die, right? And then the judgment. Okay, but we have, thank God in Christ or escape that. Okay, so God wants to when we behold behold the window, we see the nail, we see Jesus Christ, right? We see the have a revelation of this world. Really, who this world is? This world, physical world, will pass away. Only the spiritual will last forever. Only God's word will last forever. So that's the vow. All right. The wonderful thing about rebel, about uh, connection and transformation. Immediately, you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart this morning and be my Lord and Savior. What happened? Because of the vow, Jesus, immediately you get born again. Immediate. You don't have to wait. And, and uh, 10 days later, he was born again. Okay. <laughs> Instantly. All right. That is the vow. 
Okay, that is the power of God residing in man. So yud hey vav hey, and the word first he exists together with the word Lord. All right, let's connect this. Now go and call together also the continuation of the verse. Go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them Yahweh, which is the a translate best translation that the Jews could give to yud hey vav hey. The God of your ancestors has appeared to me. I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from the oppression in Egypt. I will lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Now, this was a promise that yud heh vav all right, Almighty God, okay, the God who exists, said to Moses to, the, to tell the people while they were in bondage. And has it been fulfilled? Yes. See, this God who said, I exist, promised that I will take the people of the you know, children of Israel out of the torment, the torture of the Egyptian. And he did it. He said, I will take you to a land uh, flowing with milk and honey. They went into that land. All right. So the whole history of the Jews is fulfillment of the God who exists. Whatever he promised, he do because he's a God of covenant. Okay. <clears throat> in Micah 4, 5, for all my people will walk everyone in the name of his God. Not, not all my people, sorry. All people. So at that time, or even today, right? You have God, our Jehovah, Yahweh, Lord Jesus. And then you have the names of other so-called gods. And we will walk in the name of our Lord. The Lord, our God, is talking about the Lord. The one, the existing one, the self-existing one. This is what his name actually means. yud he the Lord. That means what? He exists by himself. Today, we in, yes, we are born already, we exist. But we dependent on things around. We depend on when we're small, depend on our parents to raise it up. When we're big, we depend on a job, we depend on money, we depend on a lot of things in order to survive. But God doesn't need us. <laughs> he is God. He, we cannot fully understand. Can the cre create, created one understand the creator? You can ask Job in the Bible. Read the 40 over chapters in Job, right? And all his friends trying to advise him, all the philosophy and everything. At the end, God humbled him and, and he has to say, God, you know everything. Because God said to him, were you there? Were you there when I created this earth? <laughs> Job, no more sound already. <laughs> yeah, because he apparently has a lot of arguments with God. But in, in the end, he said, you are God. And when he came to realize how great God is, no more arguing with God, right? God turned around his situation. He was blessed and he was blessed double than what he lost in his life, right? All the letters that we have been learning so far talks about humility. Yes, even the you, yeah, just remember, if the, you see the, the letter you just now like that, it's also a picture of a man bowed down humbly, right? A man in prayer, normally it's like that, right? It talks about humility in order to enter that understanding and the spiritual world of who, who God is, we humble ourselves. And that started with God. The first letter of God's name is Yud. 
Imagine God humbling himself, our creator. How did he humble himself? Huh? Yeah, he came down from heaven. He can say, I let all these people die. <laughs> you know, they deserve it. That's why grace is called undeserving. But God humbled himself. He contracted into man. Just cannot imagine that, you know. God, the creator of this universe, the one who holds all things together, the little that holds a lot, and can speak and create everything, choose to become a man, have to cut fingernails, have to go toilet, have to take bath, and all that kind of thing, which you don't need to do in heaven. Right? For who? For whose sake? For your sake? For my sake? So that we, so it's called son of God and son of man, to identify with man, to be the substitute of man, to take that punishment that you and I deserve so that we can now be sons and daughters of God. So they walk in, that is the youth, the humility of God. All right, in, uh, in a lot in the Bible, it says how Christ God humbled himself and took the form of man, be like us, right? And there's nothing that we go through that Jesus have no, uh, cannot understand. So today, in order, so you see in all the other letters as well, the humility, first a requirement to into the spiritual realm to see and understand the spiritual realm is a humbleness. Say, Lord, I come to you. I know nothing. But Lord, you are God. You are the one who exists. You have our faith. We walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. The Lord means you have or Jehovah or Yahweh is the existing one. So he don't need us, right? Just, just like tithing offering. He doesn't need a single penny from us to build his church, <laughs> to do his work. All the wrong understanding of man is that God, you need my money. <laughs> so we give like donation to the poor. Is God poor? No, he is the creator, but we haven't got this revelation yet. Because if you have this revelation, you have no problem in giving already. If you still have problem, not yet fully. <laughs> okay? Because the more we understand, right, that God is self-existing. He don't need our money. Tithing and offering is for us. It's not for God, right? And we can see that even in this ministry that is only about a year plus, right? We need, we need a sound system, right? With this uh, cartoon one, <laughs> right? You can see, you know, the, the, the Mickey Mouse or the owl, right? Here, correct, there, correct. And then the people in Zoom cannot hear. So we're thinking, oh, I'm thinking how, how to, you know, this one. And then God just sent someone, right, to bless us with... Uh, a sound system, 11,000 plus, from cartoon to professional. <laughs> we all know, don't even know how to operate it, but we will learn. Because why? God is the one who knows what we need and he will supply and he will cause his children who, who understand, who see a bigger picture of who God is to give. They are not super rich people of this earth. But God's children don't have to have you know, a bank or hidden under the bed millions of dollars. What we have is anytime Jesus said you need money, tell him or he knows and he will supply. He will supply because we don't need to hoard up things on this earth. Jesus said, we'll serve the God of mammon. For us, it's Jesus, God is ever ready to pour out. But he sees our faithfulness and our trust in him. Tithing and offering is saying, I trust God's system. I don't 
not the world system. I came from God. I born from above. So it's his way of prospering me. And when he sees fit, he will just bless. Right? To us, we just give because that is how God takes away the, 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 the spirit of mammon, right? money uh, uh, ruling us. But now we have God ruling us. And we can see that in the faithfulness of God to the children of Israel. Any of them poor ones? Solomon, the richest. Abraham, the richest. All, and the main thing about Israel is that they are God's chosen people. And when God chose them, he makes sure <laughs> what? He made them, they are to be their light to the Gentiles, which means that God, in the beginning, when God chose Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob, and then turned Jacob's name to Israel, he said, this nation, all right, will have my name. My name, okay? And then they will be the light to the nations. They will preach the gospel, which is about who God is their creator to the world and how God blesses them like nobody's business. <laughs> gave them intelligence, you know, gave them uh, blessing, finances, Solomon, the richest man, and still is today. Okay? The richest man, if you count, you know. So, is God have a problem with making his children rich? It's just that whether we need to or not, right? And the world outside, look, and the devil is jealous, so the devil try to wipe out the map of Israel from the world. If Israel can be wiped out, that's why you have all the wars there for many, many years. Some not yet born already, right? What happened? You can look at the history of the world, the Arab nation, the surrounding one. They are trying to attack. Israel very small, name. Yeah, you all know, right? <laughs> very, very small country. But God said, I will give you 10 nations, right? And I think there's two more to be fulfilled where the territory of Israel. So they're trying to push Israel out. That's why Israel was dispersed for a time. But God's prophecy, fulfillment, 1948, Israel came back to become a nation. 1967, in only about seven days war, a small country with small population conquered the Golan Heights. Yeah. Six days war. Six days. Okay, good. <laughs> so, thank you. All right. So powerful, right? God did it. Ooh, they are God. And today, the church will glorify, be a light to the world. We are chosen people, and we are also chosen. We are the royal priesthood, the chosen of God. We as the church, the body of Christ. Then you think he won't bless us? <laughs> right? He will bless us. You will shine. Right? And the only thing is to get rid of the fear of lack. Right? And trusting in him again. Going back to partake of the tree of life instead of, of our own wisdom, how to get well. Right? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and it adds no sorrow to it. The world without Christ can have many, many dollars, but a lot of stress also. Which day the thief will come? <laughs> Which day you will lose all the money? But with God, no need all the time there. So that's where we mean by he is self-existent. He don't need us. He don't need anything. Even if you don't want to serve him, he'll raise up another person to serve him. Very simple. Right, you choose your destiny. God already chose us, He called us today. What we have is called free choice. The grace of God, He already done for us. When you receive Him today, you want to sin, also can because it's already forgiven in Christ. But you have when you understand how much God loves you, you have a free choice. 
That free choice, God never took away from Adam, from man at all. He still doesn't want anyone by force. He didn't create robots, <laughs> right, to follow him, right? Magdalene has a free choice. Even though it's uncomfortable to come, she chose to come. And God delights and rejoices. Oh, yeah. And also, right, brother, Lee came, right? Your free choice. So in that free choice, we serve the Lord and bring joy to the Lord. So he exists. Remember this. It's a privilege to serve him. It's a privilege and honor to be born again. It's a privilege to go save souls because there are rewards waiting for us. He exists. This is in, and apart, this is in Hebrews. In the New Testament, now you can understand this. And apart from faith, it is impossible to please well. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means the two realms. Faith is, I don't see with my physical eyes God or the promise or the blessing, but I believe the word of God. That he said, I will bless you means I believe. See, he said, I will bring them to the land of milk and honey. And they just believe God will do it. So it behoves him who is coming to God. If you want to come to God, that's what Hebrews said. First thing is we must believe that he is he exists? He is the youth, the the hey, youth hey, the first one. I exist. So when we believe, there's faith. God, I acknowledge you. I am nothing. I know nuts. <laughs> I like nuts. Okay, I know nothing, but you are the creator. I am the created being, and Lord, I come to you. I believe that you exist. Actually, the Bible says He also gave us the faith. But the, our choice is to choose to believe. All right? The faith, the hay already given to you in your spirit. And to those seeking him, he becomes. Remember just now, the, the meaning of the word I exist. It means he exists or Jehovah. He exists or I am that I am. He exists and he becomes. He will become. I am what I am. Is I am alive. I exist in this world. And I will become what you want me to become. It's so vast. There is no limit. This is called infinity. The infinite God. That means you need healing. I become healing to you. I am Jehovah Rapha in Hebrew. You need uh, wealth. I need provision. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I will become what you need. Because one uh, scholar said you cannot put you know, really put God within a, a, a box and say, this is God's name and that's all he can do. So he can only heal. If we just name, oh, this is only one, it's God's name, Jehovah Jireh. Or he can, or Rafa, Jehovah Nisi, he can only cover you, protect you. No, God is everything. That's why he said, I am that I am. So what you need now, you need health, is health to you, healing. And all that is from the bow now. So, through Jesus Christ dying on the cross, now we access all that he is, that he represents, that he is capable of, that he has the power to do in your life. All our part is to believe. Believe, Lord, you healed me on the cross. How do we believe? From hearing the word. From the word, it's the God's love letter to us. It's like I talk to you, right? <laughs> or we WhatsApp each other. Your message is what your intention who you are, you are trying to communicate to the other person. God is communicating to us through his word. So if you don't know his word, 
then you don't know who God is. Okay, that's why he spoke, right? And that is it. so he exists, he becomes, he will become a rewarder. When we believe that he exists, that he is able to heal, all right? Some of you saw that in Myanmar, right? The word, you speak it, and then you saw the healing manifest. The valve is Jesus. You say, in Jesus' name, the connection between heaven and earth, all right, the spiritual and the material world, the physical world, happen. The manifest. Now you see, now you don't. <laughs> okay? Well, what you don't see, now become. In Romans 4, 17, it says, the God who calls those things that are not as though they were, not yet exist, can speak divine help, can speak blessing according to his word. So he becomes, he becomes. I am that I am in the Hebrew. He, he exists and he becomes that rewarder to you, that reward that is stated in his word. I exist, you pay, you pay, and then it come to pass when we call him and acknowledge him as Lord. You see the difference here? Okay, I hope you can catch this revelation, okay? He is, I am, the, I am, I, I am that I am, without the vow. But the, in the word Lord, which is yud hey, then there's a vow there. When we acknowledge him as Lord, so how do you become a Christian or how do you get saved? You acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, your personal Lord and Savior. That means now the bath is inside. Okay? The bath is inside. I am that I am. And now you, you access to his power, to his, who he is. The, the, you connect. That's why you can be transformed. So a lot of last time in the past, you hear, okay, don't just accept Jesus as Savior, accept him as Lord. And we never really, I never really fully understand it, except that, oh, you need to be Lord of my life, the master of everything. But today, when I saw this, as I was preparing this, I said, no wonder God said, accept Jesus, receive him as Lord and Savior. Lord is the means now really he exists and the bath inside there, Jesus connecting to me. Everything that he's powerful, he has the ability to do, now I receive it when I acknowledge him as my Lord. That's the meaning of my master, not just savior. That means, Lord, you own everything. Right? You know, if we, uh, when, when, when uh, God said, I am the Lord, I am, you know, covenant God with you. That means, I'm Jehovah, I am a Yudhe Vakhe, all that I have is yours. So that's why we'll be tight and we offer, we are saying, you are Lord. All that you have is mine. All that I have is yours. <laughs> Actually, whatever we have is all from God because he purchased us. We didn't get the blessing by ourselves, right? Our first birth was also because of his grace, right? What we have is, that's why there's the 10% that belongs to him to, to show that we trust him, we honor him, and then the 90%, we are just stewards. So he tells us what to do with the, with the money because you say our whole life belongs to him. You buy a thing and that thing doesn't belong to you. Got sense or not? <laughs> you go to the shop today, you pay 1,000 for, what, what is 1,000? <laughs> okay, you know, a bag. And then the, the, you don't take the bag home. And then the salesman said, no, this is not your bag. Huh? I paid for it, it's mine. 
every part of it is yours. The house belongs to you, right? Is it only when you pay for the whole house, only you have access to the living room? Unless you've not yet finished paying. You pay already, everything goes. So when God, Jesus paid for your life and my life, he has a right of ownership over everything, but he still gives us a choice, a free choice to acknowledge him as Lord and say, yes, Lord, I understand now. You paid for my life with your blood on the cross, nailed to the cross, so that today I belong to you 100%. I means me and everything that I own. And God is so good when we say, Lord, you are Lord of my finances. He said, I take 10% so that you know how that you rely with me, our partnership together, and the rest you manage. I will tell you when to give. <laughs> and we do it according to Holy Spirit direction. Yeah, what to do. And that's what some of you have begun to experience, right? The giving and all that because he is Lord. So when we say Lord, Jehovah, the one who exists, the one who doesn't need us, his prosperity, his wealth, now comes to us. Okay, John 14, what, 11 to 14. The person who trusts me will not only do, that's what Jesus said, trusting him, right? Will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I am on my way to my father and giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it from now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am. <gasps> And what I am doing, I will do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I will do. Ask and it shall be given. This asking is asking, believing. Remember, whoever comes to God, believing that he exists. No point having prayer, 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 God, and you don't believe that he exists. Okay? You believe that he, that is my faith because you cannot see him physically. And along the lines of who I am, understanding Jesus had many, he, when he came on earth, he declared, I am the bread of life. I am the son of God, right? All this I am. Actually, that's why the Pharisees want to uh, crucify him, right? Because they say he is blasphemy. He is declaring that he is God because that is the name of God. I am that I am. And Jesus came and said, I am. All right, no one else on this earth said that they are. They are, Jesus said. So, if we, when we realize, if you realize, then you will ask, you say, I am your supplier. So, when you need anything, you pray and ask, tell us God, He will supply. Because He said, Whoever, whatever you request, Lord, I need a house, Lord, I need whatever it is. If you pray along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, you have it. I need, I want souls, Lord. <laughs> Isn't, is it God's will to save souls? Yeah. He will give it to you souls. It's just that you never ask for souls. <laughs> okay. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Okay, now we connect the amen to I am. Why? Yeah, so a long time we have just been saying amen because it's something that Christians do, the Jews do. Okay, let today we have a more understanding of why we say amen and what is hidden in this word amen now you know the god who exists greater than us blessed be the lord god of israel in psalms from everlasting to everlasting and the people will say amen and amen okay, some some instances of this amen so amen 
is three Hebrew letters, okay, which is Aleph, Mem, okay, so Aleph, we went through, but we will never fully, fully, fully get everything yet. As we go along the teachings, we will get more than Mem and Nun. Nun got two, so this is the final Nun. So there are three letters in the word Amen. The first one is Aleph. So generally, it means sure, means faithfulness, true, amen, so be it. That's what we have been understanding for a long time. Okay, But let's look at the Hebrew letters today and see how powerful is amen. Because the first letter, okay, so it's Aleph, Mem, and Nun, made of three Hebrew letters. Aleph, which is the upper Aleph, the picture, is got one Yud. And two yuts and one vav. Show you in the next picture. Meaning an arm. So yud means hand, right? An arm represents the hidden and infinite aspect of Yahweh. Yud he vav he, our God. Uh, without end, the infinite. That means there's no end. That's why Jesus Jesus said, "I am the beginning and the end." Whereas the lower yud represents the revelation of Yahweh to mankind. The vav meaning hook shows connectedness between the two realms two realms so this is the how the letter aleph look like okay so in the hebrew there's a few modern hebrew there's paleo we normally go through the paleo one vav so this is how it looks right there's two u there and in the center there is a vav yes very good <laughs> okay so there is the the upper u representing the divine realm the lower u representing the earthly realm, the valve in between connecting the heavenly realm, God's realm, to our realm, the earth realm. Okay, So valve is also thought to represent humanity. Valve number six is man, number of men, since Adam was created on the sixth day. Valve is diagonal, since it's humble in the face of God's mystery and his revelation. Again, there's an aspect of humility there. The two youths, also indicate the paradox of experiencing God as both hidden and close, far and near. Yeah, it's like yes, God is far, yet He is near. Um, can we fully understand God? <laughs> it is so privileged. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the basic gematria for Aleph is one. Okay, one indicating the number. Uh, gematria means the number value. Indicating the one and only God. That's why Jesus said that is, he is the only way. The way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. There's only one God who created this whole world. The one and only God, number one, who is the master of the universe. This whole universe. Aleph can just put one finger and then all gone. Right? But God himself, right? yud he he is so kind to us. He rules everything. Note, however, that the gematria for the parts of the letter Aleph add up to 26. So each letter has a number. So the value Yud, Vav, Yud uh, plus Yud plus Vav is together 20, uh, 26. It is the same number as the sacred name Yahweh, also indicating a link between Aleph and God himself. So you add the letters of Aleph and Yahweh, it come together number 26. So many uh, scholars say 26 is the number of God. 
Okay, so here, this is also demonstrated in Exodus 3, 14 to 15, just now we read, where the Lord reveals his name to Moses as Esha, uh, I am that I am. So you look at Aleph, the, the total is 26, Yud, Vav, and a Yud. And then you have our Yud, He, Vav, He, our Lord's name, Jehovah or Yahweh, is uh, Yud is number 10, He is 5, number of grace also, 6, Vav, and 5. Both total up 26. God, Aleph represent God, the number of God, the, the source, the creator of this universe, right? Aleph. Now, the second one. So in the word Amen, Amen, <laughs> has God inside it. Understand? The first letter, God is in the Amen. The God who created this universe, the master of this universe, is in the word Amen. The second letter of Amen is Mem. Okay, so as I said, it's not comprehensive. There's a lot more. I'll just give you a little bit. Mem, the letter Mem is the 13th letter of the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabets, having the numeric value of 40. So after 13, after 10, the, the numerical value will change. Right? We, will, we will come to that in our spirit man, uh, uh, hidden man sessions. The pictograph for Mem looks like a wave of water, whereas the classical Hebrew is constructed with a calf and a bar. So Mem generally represents wave of water. Water, what does water represent? So Mem is also said to represent two aspects of God's rule, kingship and dominion. Right? So you have Aleph in the word Amen. So we are talking about the word, the, the word Amen. Right? We have God inside Aleph. And then we have Mem, which is God's ruling, God's dominion. All right. He is God. He is the one who rules over like the waves, the sea. In Jewish, Mem is the letter of water, Mayim, symbolizing the spring of the Torah. Torah is God's instructions, right? God's word. So you have, and in the New Testament, we know that Jesus said, I give you living waters and then come to the water of the word. So the word of God. It's like uh, the water. It's like water, right? You 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 wash yourself with water, cleansing as well as refreshing water gives you life. In fact, you can survive without food, but you cannot survive long without water. All right, it's life. It is resemble the word of God, just as the waters of an underground spring rise up from an unknown source to reveal themselves. So does the spring of wisdom rise up from the mysterious source that is God. So in the Amen. The second letter is Mem. It's talking about the water, all right? the waves of water, the Torah, the wisdom from God, and the rulership and kingship of God. This flowing stream of the inner wisdom can be expressed through the gift of man's speech. So remember, expression, one of the letters we talk about, the three things, right? Expression, the, the, what we have inside, express out through speech and then in actions. So the gift of man's speech expresses God's wisdom that is in the Torah, that's in God's word, uh, in the hay inside us. The words of a man speaks, the words a man speaks are deep waters, a flowing stream, a fountain of wisdom. 
Okay, so our words, depending on coming up from which tree, <laughs> okay, when you're born again, it comes up from the tree of life, right? The good fruit, right? Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you have a new heart and it's born again, then new words will come up from that heart and it will be like deep waters, okay? Flowing stream. Mem has several related meanings. Waters also can, when you talk about, when you have sea vision of sea, of water, also it means word of God. It can also mean nations or people, languages and tongues. The, let the waters cover the earth, right? When God created, okay? The, that is the people covering the earth, millions of people. The name of the letter probably signifies water, also, uh, or waves of water. Mem represents the sea of Torah, the ocean of Tamot, or knowledge and wisdom. So remember, Aleph first. God, all right, creator, a powerful one. And then you have the sea of words from the Torah, wisdom and knowledge coming from God. Okay, now the third letter, the Nun. The letter Nun is the 14th letter of the alphabet or the Hebrew alphabets, having the numeric value of 50. The pictograph for Nun looks like something like a seed, whereas the classical Hebrew is constructed with a bent bath or a crown, which is the Zayim, the letter that we learned yesterday. All right, the, the, the bath with the crown. So this is the, the Nun, all right? It looks like a seed. A seed has life, remember? A seed has life. So according to the sages, Nun is said to represent both faithfulness and the reward of faithfulness. Who is the most faithful person? God, right? God's faithfulness. To have faith means I believe in your faithfulness. Your faithfulness means you will do what you say and you will never leave me according to your word. Moses is seen as the paradigmatic humble servant. So when we humble ourselves to acknowledge, remember, Jehovah as Lord and then as Aleph, as who he is, the self-existing one, the existing one, then we access, we receive the wisdom, okay, which is in the mem the knowledge, the wisdom of God in the Torah, in the word of God. And then noon, we receive that faithfulness of God. Exactly what God say, he is faithful to do it. God, whatever promise he say, he will do. He will fulfill. If he say, I'll heal you and I have healed you, that is the noon. We receive his faithfulness. So putting all together, you have the Aleph, number one, and number 40, which is uh, the mem, and then uh, noon, at the gamatria value of 50, altogether is 91. This has some meaning also. We recognize the Lord's name, Yahweh, is number 26, Yudhe, Vahe, plus Adonai is another name of Lord or God. The numbers, the letters there equal 65. So, 65, then Adonai, which we also sang this morning, right? And can you imagine how the worship together, you know, come together with the teaching? And I'm supposed to teach on names, right? <laughs> but early this week, the Lord said, no, put that aside first and go into this one about God's name. So 65 and 26 is anyone? Very simple calculation, right? It's 91. <laughs> okay, which is just now we saw. Amen is also 91. 
same value. Amen and the Lord, Adonai, as well as Yahweh, is the same value. Isaiah 22, keeping that in mind, right? Isaiah 22, verse 23. Actually, Isaiah is a prophet. And earlier, there was uh, people who were, uh, who God was, who were uh, rebelling against God. And this particular person, God said this to him. This is a good one. Another man of God. I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Okay, so the earlier one, the one who rebelled against God, I didn't put out all the scriptures. God said, I remove you. You see, that's how great God is. I'm going to remove you and I'm going to bring this person up. And in this person that God is bringing up, setting up, he says, I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place and he will, she shall be for a glorious throne to my father's house. Now look at this, the word sure as a nail in a sure place. The word sure is actually the Hebrew word, Amen. <laughs> okay, with those three Hebrew letters, Aleph, Mem, and Nun. And I will fasten him like a peg in a secure, Amen place, and he will become a throne of honor. That is the word, Amen. So be it sure. So Amen has the meaning. That's why we say it's sure, it's confirmed, 100%. This is the word, Aman. In Hebrew, it means sure. Look at all the meaning of the word sure or amen. That is translated from the three letters. All right, from the three letters, Aleph, Mem, and Nun. It means to support, be faithful, nourish as a foster father. That's who God is. Because Aleph, Amen, and, uh, and God, same, uh, same uh, gematria. Foster, a foster mother, foster nurse. This is who God is to us, to support us, and then to be established, faithful, carried by others, lasting, is sure, lasting, confirmed, verified, reliable. God is reliable. God is all these things that we can trust on to support us, to build us, to foster us as parents, to render faithful to us, faithful to His word, the I am word. They say, I am your healer. I am your savior. He is sure, all right? He has the power to take care of you. I'm your provider. Certain, sure, faithful, never fail. A few instances of Amen. Alet Zadok, the priest, and Nathan, the prophet, anoint him over king over Israel. They blow the trumpet, long live King Solomon. This is the anointing of uh, uh, David over to anoint king, uh, king Solomon to be the king after David. You shall then come upon him and he shall come and sit on his throne, on my throne, and he shall be king in my place. I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. So when God wanted to appoint uh, Solomon to be king, this is what he said, right? And Baniah, the son of Jehoda, answered the king, Amen. Amen. What does it mean? May the Lord, the Lord, God of my Lord, the king, say so, as the Lord has been with the Lord my King, even so may he be with Solomon and may his throne greater, make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David. So the, the uh, people just said, Beniah just said, Amen. In that word, Amen is 
saying that what God promised to make King Solomon the greatest king, all right, taking over King David's throne will happen. That is the meaning. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. So when we say, you know, God said something, we amen, that means say, yes, that thing will happen to whoever that word was addressed to. God said, I will anoint uh, Magdalene, all right, anointed Magdalene to be the witness. And then Magdalene said, amen. Yes, it will happen. Witness of Jesus Christ. And we say, amen. That means God will fulfill that word. When God gave you the name Abigail, God said, I will fulfill the meaning of that word in your life. And so forth. Amen. Say so where we say, amen. We are saying that. So another instance. Ezra worshipping the Lord because he was standing above them as he opened it. The Bible took the book and the Torah. The people stood up. Ezra praised the Lord and the great God and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. See, Amen is a Hebrew word today. It's still Amen. And they bowed down and worshipped the Lord and their faces with their faces to the ground. Jeremiah also has many instances. I just bring out a few for you to see in different areas, in anointing, in worship, whatever the Lord say, declaring over a person for your destiny, right? Solomon's destiny was to be the king. And all they say is amen, all right? And it was fulfilled because remember what are the letters in event? I will fulfill the oath. See, I will fulfill my word. This is our God, yud hey vahe to your ancestors, I give them a land flowing in milk and honey, the land you possess today. And I answered, Amen. Lord. Yeah, remember? Lord means now connected to us. yud he Okay, the first one, I am that I am. He can be there. And you don't acknowledge him, nothing happens in your life. You say, oh yes, I recognize, I respect you as the I am that I am. But you don't call him Lord. You don't receive him personally. That I am that I am cannot do anything for you. That's the vow inside. Jesus is inside the God who exists. In order to bring that God who exists, who is the creator, we acknowledge him and call him Lord. That is Amen, Lord. Amen, Lord is together. And in the New Testament today, Paul says, 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all, is it some? All the promises of God in him, in Christ, are yes. Yea means yes. And in him, amen. Unto the glory of God by us today, when we ask and acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior and ask him to our, in our heart, this is what happens to your heart. God breathe. He lives inside you. Take a moment, right? Take a breath. This is Jehovah. God, the creator of this universe, the master of this universe, choose to contract himself and live inside human being like you and me. Okay, so who is very, are you all very powerful or not? Yeah, it's just, you have to go to the doctor to go and do a heart transplant or whatever <laughs> to put inside our physical body, right? We have had the greatest heart transplant a new heart, a new spirit. Ezekiel 36 says, I will put into them. I'll remove the stony heart. I'll remove the, there's a prophecy, the heart of stone, the heart of stubbornness. And I put within 
is the person who acknowledged me as Lord, heart of flesh. All right, the yukhe, vahe, the breath of God. So all the promises of God, that's why I ask you all to meditate and confess, right? <laughs> the more you put inside you, the more promises of God will become real in your life, right? The more you believe. If you don't have God's word inside, you have actually nothing that is from the spiritual realm. Oh, I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how poor we are? If we don't have God's word inside us, we only have the physical realm, man's words inside us. We are like the poorest people on earth. You may have a million dollars, but in God's realm, to God, nothing. God's word is the treasure. All right. When you have God's word inside, you have everything. Right? God himself becomes your God. Okay, the Amen now in Greek, another clearer meaning, all right, is same, faithful, verily, amen, at the beginning of this course, surely, at the end, a truth at the, at the beginning, is surely, at the end, it will be fulfilled. When you say amen, you're saying, surely, this is God's word, surely, this is God's promise, surely, this is his faithfulness. And at the end of it, there will be a fulfillment of that promise as you keep on believing it and saying, Amen, declaring it. Now look at this uh, this uh, concordance, right? It was a custom. Now this will help you to finally understand Amen. It was a custom which passed over from the synagogues to the Christian assemblies. So in the Hebrews, the Jews already used the Amen. You saw in the different verses that word that when he who had read all this course had offered up a Solomon prayer to God, the others responded, Amen or Amen, right? And thus, what happened? Read there. Made the substance of what was uttered their own. Okay? So when a promise is set out, that's why you see in uh, uh, those blacks in a uh, U.S. All right, a preacher is preaching. They are amen, amen. In uh, Asia, all quiet. <laughs> don't you know? Some don't know. Some of us went to sleep already. But why are they so lively, right? When you understand that amen, it says that whatever you are saying, preacher, when you declare, I will lead you to a land of milk and honey. I will give you life. I will bless you. The promises of God, right? And then the people quickly. Take it. Amen. Okay, so now there will be louder amen, right? It's saying, Aleph, now you are making it come into my life. It's making the substance as what was uttered. Okay, God said, let there be light. God spoke. And therefore, we were created to speak. Same as God. God's word in his mouth, in our mouth, is as powerful as his word in God's mouth. We begin to fill ourselves with the word. So when we say amen, you're saying, Preacher, whoever you are proclaiming that blessing, I am taking it. Faith is a substance of things not seen. You not yet see the fulfillment of that promise of healing, of uh, prosperity, or whatever. But because it is God who said it, in the lines of I am, I agree, and I take your faithfulness that when I receive you, I will become born again. I will have a new life. And I say, Amen. All right? And that become mine. So if you don't say amen, it, it rests with the speaker. <laughs> it rests with the preacher. All right? Rest. That means 
they are the one experiencing it. So if the God's word say, I will give you long life, then you quickly say, Amen. Rich and powerful life, blessed life. Amen. Yes, Madeline, take it all. Right? So that's where this word, Amen. Aleph, Mem, and the Nun. All the faithfulness of God according to what he said. Remember, the Mem is the Torah, all the promises of God. As God, it, it starts from God, it comes from God, Aleph, right? And then, Amen. So, what happened? God's word, what he speaks, now become ours. Yeah, become your. Remember, Gematria 91 is Amen, and 91, Adonai and Yahweh together equals 91. Okay, if uh, for those who first time learning, you don't quite understand, don't worry. I can come into the sessions or listen to the recorded uh, versions, uh, sessions to get more understanding of the letters of God. So, trustworthy, amen, saying that God, I trust you. All right, I trust what you say, and it surely will happen to me according to your word. So, we may be right now, let's say you have a situation, a problem with finances or whatever, anything, family or whatever, and then the word is declared that God will manifest, God will bless, God will restore your family, God will restore your finances. Then, when we say amen, you're saying, yes, God, you will do it. Not me. I don't want to strive anymore in this world. I'm tired. Who is not tired <laughs> of this world, of the struggles of life? Yesterday, we learned about the Zion. God made us overcomers through Christ inside us that we can rejoice, right? So this is what today's, what God wants to tell us, that he is God. He is our creator. He is yud he Bahe. I am that I am. Whatever you need, he is. But say the word. <laughs> so now we don't just simply say amen. Right? You understand. When you say amen, you say, God, you are my Lord. You are the one who created me. I acknowledge you. Right? I look to you. You are the existing one. You exist. So when we come to God this way, everything that God is, I am that I am flows to you. See, you believe, God heal you and you're healed. You have so much strength. Right? Not normal from people who just come out from operation. Right? right? Because you believe God exists. You believe it is real. And so, when we do that, when we type, when we offer, we are saying, I believe God, you exist without me. And your word says, you prosper me, means you prosper me, then you go sleep, you go rest. Right? That's belief. Belief is not Okay, I try to do, and then after that, I start to worry. <laughs> yeah, that's not belief, right? Giving your, you know, your your uh, trusting and believing God is I leave it there. You pray already, you say Amen, you agree already, then leave it there, right? Instead of today, many Christians, Amen, Amen, to what Pastor said in the church, and then they go back past the door, me. Cham law, <laughs> die law, you know, tomorrow how are, then they don't understand amen at all. They don't understand who their God is because with the words that they say, cham law, die law, I won't have enough. They nullify everything. Huh? Gone. Everything gone because amen is sticking to what who God is, believing and holding on to that, that what Jesus has done. And remember, yeah, yud he, vav he also means Behold the nail, 
behold the hand, right? Points to Jesus. God, the creator, point us to Jesus Christ, who is that valve. Because he was nailed to the cross, today we have access to all the goodness of God, to all the riches of God. That in these two realms, now we are connected. You don't have to live in this physical realm, like blind people like that, you know. But we can now have our eyes open to see God who exists. And one day, when rapture comes, when Jesus comes and takes us, everyone will be graduated. <laughs> don't have to wait until people die, then you say they are graduated. Okay? We will there. Heaven is here in our heart. God is living inside us. And we can live this life of peace and rest and don't have to wait for rest and peace, right? Until we go there. Here itself, we experience our life. We experience God, His goodness because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay.